Should we get started? Sure. Memories of murder? <laughs> so it's like it's already recording, so it's like, how do we start? <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, getting... <laughs> What's our title again? <laughs> wow, you forgot already. <laughs> it's uh... So we are rebranding ourselves as getting past the subtitles. Getting past the subtitles. I hope people find it as catchy as we do. <laughs> yeah, we we realize that there's a lot of uh, culture shock. Culture shocks. It's not very shocking. Huh? In the in the uh, yeah, in the podcast world already, and I we don't want to be one of them. We just needed to kind of uh, separate ourselves and kind of you know identify. <laughs> Had to go through some rebranding, re- re- reevaluations. You know, <laughs> we asked ourselves. some of our uh, consultants, and <laughs> uh, you know, we paid good money to uh, see what's the best title. I pitched it to my podcast. agent and I was like, culture shock. He was like, shakes his head. <laughs> yeah. We got to redo that, bro. Soon we'll be, have, well, we will have um, clip art and music. Some music. <sighs> it could just be me. I can do it. I can be it's the music. Fine. It's fine. I'm okay with it. It's it's just the audience might a, not be okay with it. I could be T-Pain in they like auto-tune. Be... They might just, you know, click off the moment they hear <laughs> like, some funky... Uh, I thought this was about Korean movies. What is going on? I didn't think it was going to be American Idol. What's going on here? Are they speaking a different language? Anyways. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Yeah, so last week we covered Parasites. Yes. And um, so we decided we're going to go through a whole list of Bong Joon-ho's films. And uh, it's funny, we went from like his latest film and then jumped like way back. Yeah. So like one of his first, well, this is actually his second feature. This is his second feature. Second film, feature. Yeah. So but it, it's, it's it's his um, first breakthrough film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I sure did not recognize. No. Even for like the image of like the first feature, mm-hmm. like this is definitely done in like a student film or something. So the second one is uh, called Memories of Murder. Um... 2003 actually funny enough i think that was a good year for a korean films there's a lot of films that i like that came out within between 2000 2005 what um uh, who was that uh park chung book film that you did first it was before old boy memory no not memories vengeance Vengeance. Um, mr vengeance mr vengeance or something yeah yeah god I Symphony like for name. Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. Symphony of Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. That came out in 01, I believe. Okay. And then actually, probably. I actually didn't watch that film. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. It's good. I prefer that than Old Boy. Really? I think. Oh, okay. I'd have to watch them again to like really compare. Mm-hmm. But I think I personally got more out of that than um Old Boy. Because it's a lot more drama and much darker, like definitely 10 times darker than oh. Old Boy. Um, and actually, one of my favorites, Korean movie, Oasis. Oasis. Yeah, I think we talked about this one time as did, well. Yeah. That came out in 03 as well. It's actually mm. such a good movie. Such a good movie. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So his second feature, um, really his breakthrough, and pretty much it's about. Actually, you take it away. My question for this, as we intro it, is. Most people, hopefully, were, who we're aiming for is really introducing this films to people that don't really know Korean films or Asian cinema, right. things like that. And so we're here to kind of serve it on a platter. So how would you pitch this to your ordinary American Joe? <laughs> I would say it is the quintessential mm. Korean 
um, crime thriller film. Mm. I think it is. Um, especially in Korea, when this film came out, it was really, really um, popular. And it was, um, it was kind of uh, unique and new yeah. in, in that time period. And to kind of give a American parallel, it might be something like uh, The Zodiac, maybe. Yeah. Because um, this is a film about um, a serial killer and a, and a mystery. And, and these detectives trying to figure out um, who the killer is. And it's a, it's a you know, it's a very simple, um, straightforward story, I would say. But very, very genre. Yeah, very genre. Too. And when you watch the film, I feel like this is one of those films also where when you watch it, you won't feel alienated because of its yeah. Korean cult, like yeah. Koreanness. But you'll, as you watch it, you'll kind of be able to understand it very easily because um, there's all, already these um, films like Zodiac or even like, you know, Netflix series like Mindhunter or, oh, yeah. or these different things that we've already kind of been accustomed to. All David Fincher movies. All David yeah, Fincher movies. David Fincher movies <laughs> or, you know. So, yeah, I think I would kind of characterize it like that. And I'm... Sh- I'm I think a lot of people who enjoy those kinds of movies mm-hmm. will enjoy this movie. Yeah. What isn't there? What is there not to love about like a good thriller movie? A good yeah, I, I love crime it. gritty yeah. drama. I think I love movies that deal with uh, life and death, and um, yeah. where the stakes are high, and where you kind of um, see the base mm. um, nature of humanity. Yeah, and I think this film does that very well as well. Mm-hmm. And and you know. David Fincher, when you watch his films, you know, like Seven or whatever, like you, you feel and you kind of get to um, glimpse, get a glimpse of the mind of depraved people. Yeah, yeah. And I I describe this movie as, um, as I wrote down here too, it's literally just like the movie is about two men, detectives put on a case and they're like driven to like their most desperate state. Yeah. to solve this case. It's, just, it's about two desperate men trying to like get to the bottom of right. something. And in it, the beginning, I feel like they're not as mm. desperate, but as it goes on, they become even more invested in it because they see the depravity yeah. and they see the horrors mm-hmm. of what's going on and, and how they are powerless to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like, even in both the arcs of the characters, the main two detectives, um, it's very different in how they come, kind of they cross that line. Yeah. Because I feel like, well, so the, the detective that came from Seoul, um, Detective Cho. Yeah, Seoul, Seoul. Seoul, Seoul, yeah. Seoul. I'm going to learn a lot of Korean on this podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is why he, and then when we get to Japanese movies, he's going to learn a lot of Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio. It's actually a konbanwa because evening Sorry. right now. <laughs> see, I'm learning already. See, see, uh-huh. So, uh, Detective Seoul, yep. right? Okay. Uh, when he came from, uh, from Seoul, he's very cool and, like, relaxed, but he's not very connected with the town, obviously, because he's from out of town. Um, and he's, but he's very logical-based, and he keeps his, he's very, like, protocol and keeps his school throughout the case. So, yeah. he's... And he, so keeps, he's, and he keep, keeps his cards very close to his chest. For sure, for sure. Yeah, like, 100%. It's very blatant. But he's, everything is, like, in his head, but he keeps a calm throughout the in, up like for the most part of the the um the mystery he's 
he's pretty chillax and he's and he, but more and more we see him descend into like becoming more attached to the case and then it becoming more personal yeah, like he, he like he doesn't even care when the guy is getting he, beat yeah. up like he's just sitting there like smoking exactly. and he's <laughs> yeah, waiting how many people get tortured and he just like he literally just like lets it happen yeah like, he just leaves he just says his piece and leaves you know like he's a literal fly on the wall mm. those entire times i was just like i know like you see the character and like i know you know it's wrong and i just couldn't wrap my head around why he doesn't say anything because right, to me he seems like the character that would step in and be like you know this is, you can't do that like it's against but he literally doesn't care like he's like it's not my business i'm just here to solve the case and like that only that's yeah that's a very interesting like mm. character about him <laughs> i think yeah that, that's something that i definitely applaud um Bong Joon-ho for writing a character like that. Like the ambiguity of it? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not just a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, that came from Solo to figure out everything. Yeah, because as much as, like, this movie is genre, and it's pretty tropey within the crime, um, again, genre. Right. The, but we, that character we, you do have to remember fall. this is 2003, though. Yeah. And, and you know. Different. Now it's very tropey, but <laughs> back then. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah. I guess it's, like, he definitely went about or went away from my expectations. That's something that I was, I came in invested in. So mm. that's something that I liked a lot. And on the flip side with, um, detective, is it Beck? Park, Park. You can park. just call him Park, yeah. Just Park, okay. Uh, he's very nonchalant with his, like, in the beginning. Um, I mean, it's obviously his job to do it, but he's more of just, like, wanting to get it out of the way. Or he doesn't even see, he can't even comprehend or really see the biggest picture of the case or how s- the severity of it is until we go down that rabbit hole with right. him. And then even then, like, it doesn't even, at the end of the day, you know, I <laughs> I never, like, sympathized or connected with him because it didn't seem like he really cared about the case because he kept wanting to blame it on somebody else until right. the very end, you know? Yeah, you have to understand, though, like, he's living in this like country like yeah, area it doesn't make sense to like you either. know no i mean like they never encountered something like this this is the yeah. very first like mm. serial like murders that happened in korea mm. and this is one of the biggest cases um this is actually based on a true story i don't know if you know but it's in my notes. yeah <laughs> and so like they had no clue what they were like in in for mm-hmm. and so i can kind of understand like his like thought process where he just wants to get it over with because you know the bigger the case is the more media attention it gets like the more problems he has Mm -hmm. and so i understand it from that point of view but i do understand what you're saying where i think for me it was like it was just um like i get that but it was more of like how he handled it and how these characters handled that yeah i guess they didn't like blow up themselves or like really like they didn't show they're desperate on the outside as much as like you would expect for somebody like going through this for the first time to really like they're like oh my god like they weren't like super emotionally invested and like we got it like they weren't like coming out in rage and in anger at everybody mm. but they definitely most likely kept their cool or like were nonchalant and kicked yeah. things to the side I, I just the ways that they handle these cases <laughs> for these characters it was just like i guess wrong or like morally wrong kind of yeah, thing and but, like, I, I mean the processes that they went through is all corrupt yeah it was all bad like just so. he's he's like forging evidence and he's, <laughs> he's was, beating like he's interrogating interrogating people and he's yeah, like torturing them, them. yeah he's, he's like false. forcing them into saying things that they don't want to say mm-hmm. there's so many things wrong there but yeah so it's like definitely questions again like going back to the morality like who's the real good guy? Like there really is no good guy in this movie at the end of the day. Like 
yeah, they want to solve the murder and yeah, they want to bring justice to it, but they're not doing it in the proper manner. Like, mm-hmm. cause I mean, they're not really in it for like justice yeah. or like the law, like, you know, but it is interesting because at the end of the movie, mm. when, um, Saul gets really, really angry yeah. and he tries to kill the, the last suspect, mm. it's, it's part that stops him. Right. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting because you see that, you know, as much as he wants the case to be over and as much as he, you know, wants to just yeah. get this over with, he knows that finding the truth is kind of more important in a certain sense. Like, yeah, yeah. like really at the down. end, at the end, he's not just trying to, you know, just uh, frame somebody mm-hmm. and make him the one, you know, because yeah. he's, he realizes, you know, this is, mm-hmm. you know, so much bigger and like. How much of that do you think it's like that uh, that last guy as well? Because like when I mean they were so for certain that that last guy was the mur- the serial killer, that like I mean once they discovered him, that was the the twist for both characters. I think that's when they both really. It's funny because it's like both characters are start on opposite directions of yeah. like of uh, their characterization, right? And then once they meet him, like then they flip. So like, yep. so kind of becomes Park, and then Park ends up becoming soul in that way yeah they're they're total opposites total in the op- beginning yeah and then they like and then as they're coming to a certain conclusion they kind of flip mm-hmm. but it's interesting because they both come to the same conclusion i think at the yeah end. and i think it's because they discover like they're both so certain that like yeah. this character or like yeah this character is him he's a serial killer yeah. that they only want to pin him and they want to like get the most out of it yeah. and just as right and then that's why he's he doesn't want he doesn't want Soul to kill him at the end yeah. or do it in spite of the fact. And that's why Soul is so mad because he put everything that he'd ever done into right. that character. He, he's the one that who, who believes in evidence and he's the one yeah. that's like documents never lie. Mm. You know, documents never lie. That's like his, his thing that he says every single time yeah. he, he goes through it. And then he's so confident in that because he's able to find these leads and, mm-hmm. and you know, find the trail of bread, breadcrumbs. And he's like getting closer and closer, but then at the end, you realize like he's back to square one. Like there's nothing there, or 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 that's what the at least yeah, at least that's what the documents say. Yeah, and he and then at the end, he says like these are lies. Like this is a lie. Like the the documents are lies. Yeah, and and he goes with his instinct, right? That's it. (laughs) And at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He thinks he is the killer, Mm -hmm. so what you know, he tries to kill him. Exactly. And, and I think, and that's Park's character is just like all instinctive based right, as a detective. Right. You know, and he, look and yeah, into my eyes. Park w- throughout the film, all he says is, you know, I read people's eyes. I yeah, can yeah. read people's eyes. I can see like uh, the true nature. I of can them. see who they are <laughs> in their eyes. I guess let's kind of just talk about the story a little bit. We definitely went in a lot without even kind of going up what the story is about. Mm-hmm. So, what do we start off with? Um, small country in Korea. Yeah, so very, like, very interesting that this was based on a true story it one is. of the first mm-hmm. the first serial killer serial killer cases it's funny that it happened in 2003 like that seems late i mean the u.s we're just a crazy country no no but... no the movie is 2003 uh the... oh it happened in the 80s it that's happened right in the 80s i think it happened 86 to 91 gotcha 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 yep um i wonder how closely it is to like the actual case i think it's fairly close i mean i don't um i didn't do too much digging on the actual case the movie it doesn't specify how many people that gotcha. he killed but i think in the actual murders he it's like 15 killed about 10 in the actual series of murders mm. and then and then um a little after that there's around five that are still 
ongoing investigations. Mm. So the, all, the 10, all um, the statute of limitations all yeah. ran out. Mm. But the other five, I think, is still. Gotcha. But the interesting part is that the killer for those murders, they actually um, caught him. They actually found out who, who he was yep. um, in 2009. Uh, 19, 2019, in September. What, so really? last year, yeah, they figured out who it was because they had a, I think, a semen sample or whatever, yeah. and they matched the DNA with somebody who was actually actually in um, life lifetime sentence sure. in, in jail already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I didn't know it was last year, though. Yeah, it was know last it was year, September. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I didn't it's know crazy. It was that I thought that was like that they figured that out years ago. No. But yeah, yeah. Well, just last year. Wow. It's yeah, crazy. he's serving life sentence because yeah. he killed his sister-in-law. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it's crazy. Because it's past statute limitations. And it's interesting it because um I don't know if you want to go go to it now, but mm. I'll, if if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> like um it's interesting because um when Bong Joon-ho made the film in 2003, mm. the ending scene, right, where he's looking straight into the camera. Yep. The character is looking straight into camera. That's um, kind of Bong Joon-ho's way of like trying to look at mm-hmm. the audience and wondering maybe the killer would watch this film. Yeah, and that's that's the way of, his way of kind of like ending the film and, and mm-hmm. saying like, you know, I'm watching you kind of thing, or yeah. we're watching you, like we're trying to find you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, it's funny because like I even read one of the IMBD, IMBD things was um that like. So you know, Detective Parks is and he looks into people's eyes. Yeah, and so it's like he's using he's, that feeling, yep. kind of using that same character exactly. trait. He's using that to kind of look into the yeah. audience and see if there's that killer in the audience. Mm. And that's it's brilliant. But um, it is. But the interesting thing is, he was caught before 2003. So before the movie came out, oh, he was already in jail. So I don't know if he actually watched the movie. That's the thing that I wanted to look up to because I was, I was like, so when did he get caught exactly? I think he got caught around like ninety three or six or something like that. Okay, okay, okay. But it's interesting because so he's never really watched it in the theater. Mm. But maybe he watched it. I don't know. Yeah, it could be like maybe or whatever. But it's interesting to know that, right? (laughs) To just know, understand. Wow, like this guy never watched it in the theater, so it's it kind of like breaks that kind of. uh, that intention. The intention, right. but I'm glad though <laughs> that he didn't get to watch it. Hey, you know I mean, I mean? At least he was caught beforehand. Too. Yeah. Like, could you imagine all the lifetime sentence too? Yeah. Um, it actually took him a year to write the script, but he actually didn't write for six months. He did research on the cases mm. for six months before writing to do it. So it's like so. Again, back to that, like him being so intentional. Yeah. Um, even going to the extent of like you know breaking that fourth wall and like, hey, we're like this is like a clear out to like right. for the murders and for him. I mean, the actual uh, screenplays is based off a play that mm. was um already you know in the work, it already playing in. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm sure he did tons of research. For yeah, this. six months. I mean, that's very well. Again, like with that intentional thing, it's like it's, everything that he does definitely doesn't go without like care or like yeah. specificity. Find anything that he did that so early in his career too uh, even all the shots even if you kind of comb through it mm-hmm. the way that they kind of uh work together we and flow together you can really see the intention like there's this one scene where um when he first meets the retarded kid okay um he meets um Kwang Ho, his mm-hmm. name is yep. and he goes to the arcade 
and he's there and the kid's playing but he's like on a ruler or something he's like slapping the 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 stick stick thing thing. and then the scene right after it Mm -hmm. park has the ruler and he's slapping the leg of the kid and it's kind of like that juxtaposition of like the change in power kind of thing it's so smart and like again, like something I pointed out too, like in Parasite when he did when he was the money he, thing, right? The money thing, yeah. She was flipping through the pages, and as she was flipping, the next thing was the mother flipping, flipping through, through the, the cash. Money, yeah. So like all these like little things are like without even you kind of real. I think this shot was definitely something I was like, okay, that's pretty obvious uh, juxtaposition. But like it just transitions so easily, easy yeah. and so nicely, and then like it doesn't like slip your mind. It doesn't really. feel like a cut because it already mm-hmm. kind of you know it's flowing through it. Yeah. Which is great. So smooth. <laughs> he is the smoothest. He's like Mr. Smooth. Yeah. But little Original. things like that kind of you. Yeah. And those take like a lot of, like that's a lot of thinking. Like that's yeah. not that's you don't, not You don't that... notice it, but when it's done well, you it's there for you not to notice. Exactly. But it helps really move the things forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Detective Park finds that one body under the... Uh, it was like a water drain, right? Yeah. I think like a rain drain. Something like that. I don't know. It was like, I don't even know what the intention was, if there was any. Like, he finds the kids and the kids like repeating after him to be like uh. a jerk. And it was funny because like the first time I, I see that character, I really felt unsettled about Mr. Park. So this is actually the first time I watched this movie mm-hmm. as well. So I'm on board with everybody that's also seen it. I didn't trust Detective Park from the start, yeah, actually. Because yeah, yeah. he's just so, like, ominous. And he's so, like... I mean, he's, he's blatantly... Yeah, like, and he's, like, care. flipping off the kids. Yeah, or, like, yeah. at, in the very beginning, you know, they're, like, singing. And, I mean, as the Detective Assault came into scene, that's more when I was like, all right, so maybe it wasn't any of the detectives. And as I kept finding things... and I Oh, was, you thought he was the killer? I really thought, like, a little bit of me was just like... Really? It's possible. Oh. It's possible. What about that moment where... um. Detective Ta, mm-hmm. he, well, well, first, um, Detective Park and um, his, uh, you know, his, his best deputy friend. or whatever, yeah. like his other detective, they're um, they go to the shaman and they get the piece of paper, mm. and then they come back to the <laughs> the the crime scene, yeah, and they're doing that, and then they go hide, right, and yep, then yep. Detective Ta comes. What did you think? Did you think that maybe he could have been the um, killer? Because um, it's, kind of, it's like, it plays why, that is, way, right? why is he coming mm-hmm. to the crime scene, right? No, like, I think I think once I saw that, that's when I was like, I think that's when I realized, like, okay, I don't think none of the detectives did it. I don't yeah. think any of the detectives were at right. fault. Right. Um, I think that that moment was like a for sure solidity. I think mm. before that, I was just like, I gave up on my yeah, theory yeah, yeah. in my head. Like that moment, I was like, yeah, that's not it. But I thought that the guy that came in, Pac, was possibly the oh. killer. But I was like, yeah, it's too easy, obviously. <laughs> Actually, that that scene is one of the scenes I was like, deja vu. Like, that looks familiar to me. Oh, really? Like, when they ran after him, I was like, this looks familiar. Like, I, From what? Do you know? I don't know. Like, it's, again, it had to be like, I watched this movie a long time ago, and it just, like, slipped my mind. Or I've just seen kind of these scenes somewhere around. I see. What a sketchy guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a funny, he's a funny like, dude. Uh, it's <laughs> funny. As, as, as far as, as as much as dark this film is, it does have its... It's, it's not even like lighthearted in nature, but it just like left field kind of humor. In I, a way. I, it's, uh, it's very... Um, I don't know. It's very... It's like unintentional humor. Yeah. Really. It is, it is. And it's also kind of very realistic kind of humor. Yeah, 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 like, like yeah. you could totally see it kind of happen. You could. When you see a person like that, mm-hmm. you know, 
as creepy that, as he is. Yeah, like, yeah. With his eccentricities, like you can kind of see that happening. Yeah. Like the place where he's like, he's like, what if a monk did it? Like, <laughs> you know, somebody with no pubes down there, right? No, no hair down there yet. And then he goes to the sauna. He's like, how are you going to, he's like, what, is, what do you expect you're going to do? How are you going to investigate this? You're going to pull down everybody's pants and the yeah. next shot is him in the sauna, like, yeah, just like checking everything. And then first, first guy is like a uh, uh, adult. Mm-hmm. Second dude's an adult. And then the third one's a little kid. It's a child. He's like, yeah. oh my God. Maybe a kid did it. You know? <laughs> It's but, like things like that. It's, it's like unintentional. It's, humor, it's so, but, but it, it's funny because like you wouldn't think that kind of humor would fit, but mm-hmm. it, it fits so well. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, it's in the characters. It's like, in the characters. Once you yeah. like, once you spend so much time with them, you realize like that's definitely, he would definitely do he would that. He would do that. Yeah. Like he, he sticks to his guns, like as left field as his like thoughts are and like his method, quote unquote, he's going to believe it. Right. He believes yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. He's going to stick to it. And that's something, I mean, it's funny because like, that's something that, is said to you from the start. He's mm. like, you know, I go by my feelings and I can tell just by looking at yeah. people. And like, that immediately tells you, like, he's just that typical go by my instincts detective. And yeah. like, and I love that, that moment when he first meets Detective Sal. Mm. And he's in the car and then, and then the girl, oh like, God. yeah, girl gets scared of uh, Detective Sal because he's like asking mm-hmm. questions, but, you know, she doesn't know who he is. And he just comes out of the car. It's like, you think this is Ray Paris? He just, like, just drop kicks him. They have me rolling. He jumps and just both legs in the air, like yeah. hit him in the chest. It's great. I was like, "What ball?" Like that had to be ad libbed. Like that. That was I don't not, know. That was great. That had me rolling. And the, you know, that's the start of when you realize, you know, this guy really just goes by his guts. And exactly. Like, he and sees something and like in the first like whatever he feels or like whatever he thinks he's like that's it like and just their point. little banter where he's like oh like you're a detective and you don't know how to fight and then yeah. and then and then uh, detective park is like you don't know how to yeah, he, bad criminals you don't know how to read people <laughs> their chemistry was interesting too well i mean they didn't i don't know if they ever really liked each other from the start yeah or like throughout the entire film well yeah. it was more like soul was just stayed out of the lane mm-hmm. for the entire I guess the I guess if it, if there's one like a difference from other crime mm. thriller like mystery kind of things is maybe like the dynamic between the two detectives 100%. it's not like buddy it's not like buddy cop yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. you know relationship where like they become like these tight like yeah. friends at the end or whatever but it's more like they're there to do their jobs and they have these crossing moments but yeah. it's not like no, like buddy, buddy. Kind well, it's of funny because it's like, in a way, they're they're basically forced to work together, but they don't treat it between them that they're forced to be connected or that they're forced to like share ideologies or like force each other's ideologies on each other. Yeah, they're just on the same case and they're working it out independently, right. just on the same team in their own ways. In their own ways, and it isn't until the end where they're both certain that they have the guy that right. they join hands and, and go after him i think that's the biggest difference too between a lot of crime genre films like even in my hunter like all three of those characters have different ideologies and yeah. different characters but they're all forced within the same team and they all uh play into this dynamic together and not independently yeah and that's that's not something that happens here and this yeah. is not something that i found in any other crime genres as well yeah even it's, it's seven they work together yep yep you know. they were buddy buddy cops zodiac Zodiac. Oh, it's been a long time since Zodiac, too. I gotta, it's good. I don't remember much. I looked at the cast and I was like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie? Yeah. I forgot. 
Yeah. It's been that long. <laughs> Did you hear like um Mindhunter is on indefinite hold? Why? Um he says he, he's working on other stuff, David Fincher. Oh, really? So we don't know what obviously, but he's not working on Mindhunter at oh. the moment. Which sucks. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the, the two series. The two seasons. We are endorsing Mindhunter so hard. <laughs> it's actually it's such a great show. Yeah, I like it. I I like kind of cerebral kind of. I do too. I think like crime stuff. Genres like this, topics like are this the, the very thriller kind of drama is definitely my favorite. I love being on my toes and mm. kind of guessing in a way, but also like the de- the characters and dynamics yeah. it plays. I sometimes I don't like watching it too much just because mm-hmm. it just brings everything down a lot. <laughs> Depressing. But I do love to watch it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I probably wouldn't watch it all the time as well. Yeah. But I definitely watch it often. Definitely a downer though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's definitely not an upper. <laughs> it's not something I don't think I could watch them back to back. Like I couldn't rewatch Mindhunter season one and season two. Like, oh that was so good. I gotta rewatch it again. Like I gotta give yeah. it some space. Give it some space, give yeah. it some time to think and you I know, could watch a new story. I could watch the same genre in a new story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't go like I couldn't go back again. Did you watch a uh, True Detective? I didn't watch it yet, but the T V series? Yeah. No, nah, I haven't with uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, is that true detective? Is right? it? I don't know. I think so. Don't quote us on this. Yeah, this is gonna be out. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, while we explaining the movie, we've even gotten past the first like couple <laughs> shots. So yeah, whatever. So, yeah, so it's a good. Just... It's, it's yeah, it's a very you know quintessential. How many people do they interrogate? Like, first of all, so many people died in this movie. So many women had died. Like every. God, it had to be like twenty minutes. Like every twenty minutes, there was a new murder. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, there was a lot. Actually, it was more than I expected. Because quite often, I watch murder mystery films or things like that, and it's like a murder or three, mm-hmm. and it's like spaced out. But like this movie, it's like murder, murder, yeah, murder. And it, it feels <laughs> even more like that because it's a film. Because mm. like it, I think in real life, it's it was way more spread out. It was like sure. a year or two years okay. after and stuff like that, or like. You know, mm-hmm. but in the mo- in the movie, it feels like, dang, another one. Like yeah. as soon as like <laughs> the rain starts and like the song comes out, like you know. But it all worked like it all worked effectively. Like it was all cohesive. Like I mean, it, it felt it didn't felt um, blocked up. Yeah, in a way that was like murder, 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 murder. I mean, it was a nice pace that yeah. it was like the pace was great. Yeah, the pacing was really good. And the people like they blamed like there was like three different people that mm-hmm. they There's, tried to um, get out of. The retarded? first one, Kwang Ho, yeah, yeah, the retarded kid. And the second one was the guy with the underwear, the red underwear, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. I mean, they've been in actually just two. And then the third is uh, the... Park, or not Park, but the other. Um, I forget his name. The last suspect yeah. who looks... is a good-looking pretty dude. Boy. The pretty boy. Yeah. Pretty boy. And those were, the, I think, the three main suspects mm-hmm. in the movie that they kind of go through. Even with the pacing with that, the, um, they took the time to... Like how deep interrogation they went with them, mm-hmm. and really, <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, you, you kind of did this, and then they just went into beating the crap out of them. And then when you <laughs> see them, they're like zombies, and like, yeah, I did it. Like, I didn't do it. Yeah. Like, I imagine doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the frustration, uh, the frustration that even the co- like Detective Park and his partner had into like trying to get this guy to make a false confession, yeah. and then like uh, Detective Soul just standing in the side, like. Come on, guys. <laughs> he doesn't do anything doesn't about do it, though. He doesn't do anything. It's like, he just watches. He, like, every minute and every second, 
and then each time he steps in to like verify, he's like he checks the guy's hands. He's yeah. like, it wasn't him. It's not him. It's like after all this time, <laughs> you tell us now, kind of thing. <laughs> when it's already too late, now he's like, are you serious right now? Are you being for real? Just goes to show how like unorganized they are. You yeah, know, as a team. Um, I didn't really find much that was culturally specific like korean-esque as mm-hmm. much as like parasite was like korean like it was it felt very korean in its way but this felt more genre and more to its story rather than like korean besides yeah. the setting really and like where they lived and what they did mm-hmm. was obviously very korean this is something that was unfamiliar so that's much as like something that wasn't super korean and unfamiliar to me yeah um except for obviously the setting and things like when the president came in and they were like th- having a raid against the president passing through. Oh. I was like, what was happening during that time period, I so guess? Th- that was during the time when um, Korea was in a di- dictatorship. Oh, okay, okay. And, um, I mean, I don't know exactly. I'm I'm not, like, too, like, sure on the history there. But it was time when, um, you know, it was, you know, right after, like, the commies and, and, gotcha. the, and South Korea was, um, you know, the uh, de- dem- democracy mm-hmm. and and they were very, very intent on like making sure that South Korea was was um, democratic, and like these people used their power, like used the um, army mm. and used um, the military to try to like mm. quell any kind of um, revolt or any kind of um, things that were going against the regime at that time. Okay, and and it was the president, like the president was the head mm. of head of it, but it was like a dictatorship. It was like military, like gotcha, you know. Gotcha kind of um state it was a military state so that's kind of the background setting backdrop of okay. it which is also why it's it was even more hectic at that time i feel like for mm. for them to try to figure this yeah um, it case like out. It relevant i guess or like in comparison to the entire country going through yeah that kind of thing right and there's yeah just the whole <laughs> you know whole country was just going through things so it's like divide this like, is also important but like you know, yeah. But it says again, it, it feels a little left field if you don't really know. Yeah. Especially like it's really like out there. If you right. Don't know. There are moments where you see that and you're you might kind of be like, oh, what's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's mainly like the setting that's like I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why this has any significance? Or again, like why you know no cops came and it's like well they're trying to suppress. Uh, yeah. The, the, the revolt. Or the, the protest. The protest yeah, that was protest, happening. Protest. Yeah. Same way, and you're like what protest? What? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a that's a write off excuse. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, it's very tropey in its genre and its story, but it's very simple and straightforward, which mm-hmm. I think is really good. Um, and again, going back to like what we were talking before and last week, was kind of like what do we find those best bridges or like what's what seems easier to cross that we can kind of enjoy it more. And again, and for me, my answer was like more of genre. And what was yours again? Like sticking to storytelling, really. Yeah, just creating a good story. Creating a story. I think this movie, like, really hit that nail. Pretty much. Through genre. Through genre. And even just telling a good story at the end of the day, especially with, like, its characters. Mm. um, Without being so much within its... Without being so Korean. I feel like this film more than Parasite, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I wouldn't think... Again, going back to like my story with the girl that approached me, that was like, this story is like, I don't understand either why it blows up because it seems so Korean in its nature. I feel like this would, this could blow up more so in the sense of like, it would make more sense. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I mean, even if it doesn't blow up, I mm. think just people would have an easier time with it, you yeah. know, just watching it. 
I think it's an easy one you can get invest or yeah invest time into and yeah. really get emotionally invested to. Yeah. Uh, because it takes you into that rabbit hole. Because too. if you kind of strip down all of the Korean like outer you know mm-hmm. appearances, the Korean actors, the Korean yep. you know setting, the Korean people. Like if you just really just look at it, strip away all of that, and look at the story, it's like it's like any other like crime, mm-hmm. serial, murder story, right? Yep. It's very basic. It's very yeah. It's very straightforward. Very basic. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it's like, especially as like filmmakers and writers, are so hung up sometimes on like being unique and finding like uh, original story and things. But it's like nothing wrong with doing something that's already been done. Just doing it in your own way or doing it it'll never be the same right right right? like creating a movie you'll never make the same kind of movie no matter how even if you cast the same actors (laughs) it'll always be different because the circumstances of making that film is different Mm -hmm. right so inevitably it'll be different like you see all these remakes that people make like you know even like old boy they did a remake but like it's so different right (laughs) as much as that movie tried to be exactly the same right (laughs) no even even to the point of like this almost the same kind of scenes you wanted to put in Mm -hmm. like it still doesn't work that way right it'll always be different so why not just embrace a good story Mm -hmm. and try to and just tell you know, it. let it yeah let it flow in the way that it will, it will flow mm-hmm. kind of thing your voice will come out eventually right or like i mean it will come out as you tell it mm-hmm. it's like if i were to like if i were to suggest this to somebody that was familiar with bong juno or like I, I would just simply say like it's bong juno making a serial murder like, yeah this is, at the end of the day it's what it is. it's like it's his taste and his voice on the subject matter yeah and i think basically. the time period of when it is made also mm. affects Kind of the the viewpoint and the perspective of it sure. as well, because you know at that time in two thousand three, it's a lot closer to, you know, that, that era. era. Yeah. So you know the things that are relatable then mm-hmm. will, would have probably been more relatable then than it is probably now in twenty twenty, because when we watch it now in twenty twenty, it's a lot harder to kind of imagine mm-hmm. that era or like imagine the. It's not something the, that we're even going through too. I mean, it's right, like serial right. killers are not as prominent or has highlighted as it was back then right i mean like even mindhunter was set in the times 80s in the 80s yeah yeah, when the serial killers really became a blossoming thing in the u.s um it's interesting right yeah because in korea too it was the 80s right and then Mm -hmm. you know america too it was 80s so what were, were there always serial killers you think i'm sure yeah i'm sure there were i just felt like it just wasn't really brought to life. It wasn't brought to life, and I don't think it was. Serial killers were as intricate as they were, because the way that you know, they killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like maybe as often, and also yeah. media and the news and all that. You as, know, yeah, people that consuming too. these things. Yeah, too. Have a different yeah. idea of what it is than maybe like a long time ago when maybe they were still serial killers, but mm-hmm. you know they didn't have the kind of kind of news that kind exactly of like it doesn't spread the spotlight yeah i think that's a that's even a big thing too yeah that's information didn't spread as easy or as fast as it did yeah uh, in longer times that's why like vietnam war was such a big thing in the u.s because like we'd never seen televised war before yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like oh my god this is what's actually happening yeah <laughs> yeah like the reason why i feel like parasite is so relevant is the context of of when it was made 
you know, in 20, 2019 mm-hmm. and the context of that informing what the movie, how the movie is interpreted, mm-hmm. right? And I think that speaks to what makes um, the audience feel a certain kind of connection to it. And I think the same goes for any movie mm-hmm. that, you know, it, the, the context of when it's made is more, and when it's released, yeah. I think is relevant to how the audience interprets it. Mm-hmm. Because there are some movies where like people like just hate it or like they just don't like it when it first comes out. But like years later, like people appreciate it and understand it as something else because within the perspective and the context of that time period, they're able to kind of interpret it in a certain kind of way that brings to light these things that maybe at that moment when it was created, when that movie was made, they didn't really have the same kind of, uh, you know, thoughts about it or like the or like put those connections kind of together and and yeah and sometimes like you know they say oh man this this director was ahead of his time right because (laughs) they they maybe were looking at things that maybe other people weren't looking at and when that comes into the spotlight or when that comes to the forefront Mm-hmm. Then they like oh, were like, oh wow, like this movie resonates so much with like the time period that we're living in or whatever, you know. It's like you're late on the bus, man. Yeah, you're, you're like you're twenty late years on... late, bro. So do you think? Um, it's funny because like now I'm thinking about it, I definitely would have to. This is something that I think I'd get a more definite and definitive answer watching his other movies. But Bong Joon Ho seems a very like prominent storyteller within the time. Like, I think, like, his stories talk about, mostly talk about, like, what's going on in this time period. I mean, that's so, like, Memories of Murder. That's something that was very still relevant within the serial killers in 03 as well. Yeah. And, well, obviously, that's something that he, like, specifically wanted to talk to about. I mean, six months of research on the, on the thing, obviously. And same thing with Parasite, too. I mean, between classism and he speaks to mind as well. He's saying, like, this is definitely something that speaks to our current society and what is a big issue and topic in South Korea as well. Um, and even s- things that we can write to here in America. So it seems like between these two movies, he definitely draws his stories about the times that we live in or like yeah. subject matters. And I th- yeah, I think he's definitely a director of, of the times and, mm-hmm. and he really soaks in everything that he sees sure. and he listens to and he, and he kind of, you know, brings it and melts it, blends it into something of <laughs> yeah. his own and then kind of spits it back out or like creates a nice uh, dish <laughs> where he it's can present quiche. it to the world. And, There's and, a cheese quiche about classism. Yeah, and Take he presents it to the world in a way that, you know, people can kind of react to. Yeah, certainly enjoy. Enjoy, yeah. So, it's funny, I think one of the biggest things that I tried to find out about different artists and if I have the opportunity to ask different artists, it's like, where do they get their inspiration from? Or, you know, uh, and not even just like specifically on a work, but like just in general, like what do you, how much does influence um, contribute to what you do and the stories you tell? Yeah. And so for Bong Joon-ho, it seems like it's definitely within the times and current events and, uh, maybe not, maybe not so much political. Well, I guess a little political yeah, and like political, political and societal issues, as well as the movies that he watches, as well as other people. I think what he's arts. good at though is is not making it so that 
it's just one-sided where yeah. like he just has the answers and he's just like force feeding you answers mm. or something like that like not his opinion his films are not about like you know my opinion is right and you know mm. your opinion is wrong but his film is more about this is how it is let's kind of look at it yeah. and let's kind of see what's going on and like let's see how this could play out kind of thing mm. right where you know it's just toy like you know he makes a playground out of right it right of he makes a playground out of the movie from the things that happen around in the world or things that happen around his society or mm. things that he's interested in and kind of bringing that into his little playground and like playing with it and seeing what happens right yeah and i think that's that's a i think that makes him such a good storyteller it does because he's damn good way. at it yeah <laughs> he's good at it he's good at you know bringing those things and mm. kind of manipulating them into a way that he that's why it's like he's such a good again it goes back to like he's so intentional but it's like you can watch those films without even having those contexts or like with even putting that much brain power to it and it's just fundamentally good storytelling because there are some films that i watch and i just kind of i can just tell the political slant Mm -hmm. that's in the film yeah and that never gives me a good like feeling because i just feel like i'm getting like preached on or force fed right (laughs) But his films, like, it's not... He, I'm sure he has his own political or whatever, like... Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, ideas and stuff like that. But when you watch his films, it's not really about that. It's more about... Story let's, first. Yeah, story first. Definitely story first. But also, um, just... he's la- He lays it out there and he says, let's discuss. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, Parasite does so well, too. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, rich people bad, you know, poor people good. <laughs> But it's more about like, you know, yeah. we're all people and we are living in this world where these things are a certain kind of reality. Mm-hmm. And let's see, you know, what happens, and, yeah. you know, and like he puts that out there and people are like, oh, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> it was just talking about that. Is it talking about this? Is it talking about that? And then yeah. you, these conversations start. And I think that's his intentions for a lot of his films where. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants this conversation to happen. Yeah, he's good at bringing it to light. Yeah, and then really just that. Yeah, just like this is like. By the way, if you didn't know, like this is something that's happening. <laughs> it's it's funny because you know when when I see like the Q and A's that he does and mm. stuff like that, people always ask him like these, like they always want answers, right? They want these like answers <laughs> so about. Trying to so say- what is this about? Like you know what is this about? And and you know he can give you an answer, but he I think he he's wise in that he never gives them the most straightforward answers sure yeah but he kind of gives them an answer where he's like hey you know you can think about it this way and that you know this is some way that you can think about it and i think that's good because you know you never want to just be like this is right and this is wrong Mm -hmm. kind of thing and he does that well when he does his q a's too so (laughs) mastermind mastermind (laughs) That's no, good, and it's very good to like. It's funny because, like, especially with topics like those, for me personally too, it's like the best side is no side, obviously, and and as well as <laughs> you saw his face. I mean, you can have your own side. Yeah, you I don't think that's. I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. I just think you know. I guess it's, it's just on how you present it. It's or cool like how you do it, especially in on in a film where it's like you go in there to watch it, right? Yeah, and you're kind of stuck there, like. It's not a it's not a medium where um, you engage with it mm-hmm. and you kind of uh, can like pull and tug yeah. with it, but it's like when you're sitting there and when you're watching it, you are forced 
these things, right? Yeah. There's no way to change what's on the screen. Mm. But then what Bong Joon-ho allows is that he allows the what's on the screen to be a little more ambiguous in the, in a certain sense. Yeah, very so ominous. That, yeah. So that, you know, you later on you can have those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. It's funny it's like even with like the way he ends his films, like they feel I, they feel conclusive in the story that that we've been watching for the last two hours. Yeah, but we still think about it. Like it, it still leaves that door open of like of what the the message of the movie was, or yeah. like what the theme is. As I mean, in this film, it's you know blatant that he looks into the camera, um, and that's and there is no answer. Like I mean, the, the case remains unsolved in the film, and it's not something that we have a definite answer to. Yeah, so it's still something that you could go back to all the time and have that discussion again with yourself and even in parasite it's the same thing it's like it the whole roller coaster ride that we of the heist movie that it was yeah like that pretty much that kind of wraps up nicely and then it leaves another door open again for the father and his son as well and it, and it so it's an, it's funny how it's like we are satisfied with the story that he tells, but he still at the end kind of leaves that room for discussion and leaves. It's, that it's kind of like uh, Aesop's fables where like, you know, there's this kind of like um, lesson kind of lesson that you can kind of <laughs> learn from it. Yeah. But then, um, and but then the story, you know, it's, it's kind of there, like, you know, like the rabbit and the tortoise and the hare kind mm-hmm. of thing where, you know, you know, there's a definite thing there, but and the and the story is conclusive, right? There's a definite end ending to it, but then you can kind of talk about the yeah, kind of things that you know the story is trying to portray and stuff like that. And, you know, interestingly, um, at the the Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. they're showing um, Parasite again, but they're showing it. Not in, surprising. They're showing it in black and white. Huh. Yeah, and um, Bong Juno actually talked about it a little bit and why he kind of. Okay. Um, wanted to do it black and white and he's he said like when he watched it again on um, in black and white mm. he kind of um saw different things that he didn't like well he, he felt like certain things popped out more okay and you know than than when it's in color yeah. and also like maybe there's a little sense of like it being like a fable like a uh, kind of okay, like a okay. story kind of yeah. you know and i think that's a very interesting thing to note too like you know mm-hmm. just kind of him kind of envisioning it as a certain kind of fable, kind mm-hmm. of like a story where it's like, you know, like those those stories that passed on, passed down. Like from, legends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legends or like these stories that, you know, your parents tell you when you go to sleep kind of yeah. thing to kind of like tell you about a certain kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, be good or the monster's going to get you kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of stories. You and know? it stays with you. Yeah, that stays like- with you, that kind of. Um, is in the back of your mind that kind of teaches you about certain things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting to hear that they're doing it in black and white. You should watch. Um, um. So Park Chan Wook, Park Chan Wook. Uh, you know he does a, the the Vengeance Theory. Yeah. Um, the trilogy. The trilogy. Yeah. Um. So his last one. What was it called? Old Boy, and then Lady Vengeance. I think it was just Lady Vengeance. I think so. Um, so actually there's two versions of that movie. So there's one that's in full color and there's another one that actually changes from color to black and white by the end of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the one that I watched was the one that I gradually changed. And initially I thought that that was like 
intentional. Like that was a definitive version. Oh. And as I like did some research, I was like, oh, that's this was the alternate version. Oh. <laughs> How did you like the like the? It was really good. It's so like, oh, it's it's a really good story. It's what little... what what do you think that change kind of brought to mm-hmm. the film? I thought it was everything. Honestly, like I thought like I thought it was needed. Like it like, made the film. It did. Like it felt not not like made the film like that was the reason to see it but i felt like it was paramount to it gave it another kind of level of meaning maybe it felt like it belonged there for Mm -hmm. sure and it felt and it it was it catered so well to the story um and that it it just felt flawless in that way don't tell us what it's about no no, no, no but we'll get it to it maybe later on in the podcast but but um i'm just saying that like if you I'll for sure 100% if you go see that movie watch that version because I couldn't imagine like going back watching just it without color. it yeah with full color because it just like I was melt <laughs> if I did like wow I just missed like a huge piece of like that story wow. in that way because something so simple plays to like what the characters and how the story mm. kind of unfolds and things and it, it's, like, it's so gradual that you kind of miss it. You don't even realize that it changes to black and white. But by the oh, end, wow. yeah, by the end, you're like, oh, this is black and white. I think it's <laughs> amazing that these little subtle things that mm-hmm. we just kind of take for granted, like color, yeah, can have such a profound impact on the way that we perceive it, yeah. right? Like you know, we just watch watch color. Like back in the day when when you know there was no color, yeah, right. You know, everything was black and white. They the way that they perceive things must have been so much more different, right? For sure. But now that we have color, we all kind of perceive mm. it in this colorized world. Yeah. So when we look at things that are black and white, we have a different kind of understanding of it. Yeah. Our right? brain, like our brain, <laughs> our brain just kind of flips. Right. In it interpretation. Flips. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and we create this kind of interpretation of what black and white means, mm. right? The meaning of black and yeah. white. And I think that's really cool to kind of maybe think about right yeah and how we can use that as a tool as filmmakers to kind of utilize in our own stories where it is appropriate for sure even in the way of like going like watching a movie without sound as well yeah it's like watching it as a silent movie and interpreting and interpreting interpreting how you watch it and like what information you gain from it and how different it is and even when I did that with my own short film, it was so different. Like it literally like 180 flipped because things like the way you watch it feels smoother sometimes and how big of an impact sound has. Well, certain things feel so much more jarring. Yes. yes. Right. Because you feel like, man, this looks wrong mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. The things are either like things are either in your face or like are highlighted by sound that it has a different effect when it's taken off yeah. or things are just kind of like sweet by and yeah, like it feels you, smoother. You'd be surprised how much sound can like hide mm. stuff, right? I know you know. I know for sure. <laughs> but like there's a lot of things that sound can do where it just kind of muddle, like yeah. not muddles it, but like it adds things that you can kind of like be distracted by that mm. that kind of helps to kind of smooth over things that yeah. sometimes you don't want it to be too obvious or whatever. Like it's a band-aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like, not even the fact that it band-aids it, but like, if same, if the same, if sound changes or like the flex of it, you just get a different feeling, or the scene has a different tone, or like depending. Like if you played upbeat music in one in one scene, and then for the same scene you played maybe more melodramatic music, or even with its design, it would. I promise you, it would be 
two interpretation different days. of it is completely different. Yeah, you'd get a different feeling. You'd be like, this doesn't feel like the same thing yeah. that, I, that I just watched. Even though it's same imagery, same like maybe sequence of shots, it's just not the same. Yeah. So it's like when you strip that away, and it's kind of like you see a raw image of something for just how it is, like just visual wise, visually wise. And you get another understanding. Yeah, you get a, you get another understanding and even a deeper one, I'd feel. Um, there's, I just watched a video on YouTube. So there's a guy, he's a video essayist. Um, his channel is uh, Captain Christian. Um, he has a few videos, but he was, he's been on like sleep for a while. Mm-hmm. He just came out with a video a couple months ago after like a long hiatus. Yeah. Hopefully he's back. He's like super good. Like his videos are amazing, but he mainly talks about his subject is more pop culture and like animation and like comics and things, but he, his topics and subjects are more in detail and more in depth. So mm-hmm. like his last one was about Hayao Miyazaki and the way that in his films and how sound design and music plays yeah. with those films and how certain feelings and the scenes are kind of set up in that way. And it was super fascinating. And he gave me such a different interpretation and more like awareness about how his films are made with sound um, that I haven't realized before. Oh. Like you were saying that, um, um, what movie was it? Castle in the Sky? Have yeah. you seen Castle yeah, in the Sky? Yeah. So in the Japanese version, um, so the composer, Joe Hisashi, uh, he's a genius. He's great. He's composed um, pretty much like most to all of his Hayao Miyazaki yeah, yeah, films. Yeah. Studio Ghibli films. Studio Ghibli films. Um, so the music in that movie, I think the total composition was about 60 minutes runtime. 16? 60. 60. Yeah. But I think it's like almost a 90 minute movie. Um, so he, so it's like, it plays spare. So he was saying that like, you know, the music in that film plays sparingly. Um, but it's so impactful when it needs to be because it's played at such the right moments and such the right timing that like when it's there, it really elevates the scenes that it needs to be. Yeah. But the sound design in that movie is so crucial and so many like little things. So like, for example, there was a scene where they're running through like um, on this road and then the camera pans to like the bottom. Um, it's like this open because there's like a landing area yeah. below. And there's no music in that scene, but all you hear, you see them running and then you see, like hear them running and like the wind gushes. And then when the, pan, the camera pans, you see like the ship and then, like a bunch of workers and people down below. And all you hear is like the distant voices of people like screaming and like some battles and like a bomb kind of blows up and like gunshots or whatever. And he compares it to the American version where they, Disney distributed the film. Disney believes that like, you shouldn't have music. You should always have music. You should never have a scene without music for longer than three minutes. Wow. So Joe Hisashi actually had to extend his composer, a composition for that movie from six to like 90 minutes. Oh, wow. So it, so that scene overlapped with music, that same, that same sequence. Mm-hmm. And it gives such a different interpretation because like all that sound design and all that like those voices and like those things that are covered by the music yeah or like practically they weren't even there oh, like it really? was just music oh. like it was just soundtrack so it gave it such a different feeling wow. and such like you just miss or like i felt robbed yeah of that so it's just, again going back to just like how um sound can like change and like just like the little things in production just change things yeah, in so definitely. many different ways 
So if wow. you watch any Studio Ghibli Studio Ghibli films, watch the Japanese version. You know, like <laughs> for um, for Joe Hisashi, like mm. I really feel like like the movies are great, mm. but for me, the music impacts me way more. Yeah, like yeah. like. Joe Hisashi's music is one of the kinds of music where, like, I could listen to it over and over and over again, and I never get tired of it. Yeah, like there's a just the melody of it and the and the the uh, imagery and the imagination that it stirs up in me yep. is just so crazy. Like how that how the music can do that, yeah. and so like I feel like you can like. You know the story just from the music. Like you get a sense of yeah, the but movie. it goes even further than that for me because like, so because a lot of the film's uh, music, I listened to it before I watched the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, and so I have an even different connotation of what that movie means to me. Mm, okay. And so like definitely it works within the content of the of the film of the mm-hmm. movie. But it also has like different meaning for me because I listen to it at a certain point in my life or like, gotcha. you know, these different things. And it brings up these kinds of like mm. kind of moods or like these kind of like vibes mm. inside of me. I think it's like, you know, memories like I don't listen to the soundtrack before. I definitely like if it's something it's something I'm aware of. And if I love it, I keep them afterwards. Yeah. But it's something that I tend to like reminisce about yeah. in movies or like those scenes or and things. It brings it back. Right? It does bring it back. It's Definitely, like his 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 music does that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But it also kind of can do more for me mm-hmm. for some reason. And I and Get you in the soul. like yeah no it really does though <laughs> like like especially like um the song um merry go round of life. I think that one. I think titles. that one is um. Was it uh, House Me Even Castle? I think it was. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's the uh, it's part of the soundtrack for that. Mm. But every time I listen to it, like I just never get tired of it. Like I can yeah. listen to it over and over again, and it just gives me these like good vibes. <laughs> He's a wizard. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like like He's there's just so, there are certain kinds of music that I can listen to over and over again. Yeah, and it brings me to a certain kind of place, mm. and. It funny. feels good. There's like that, um, I want to say argument, but like people make points of like, you know, a movie soundtrack is good if you don't notice it. Um, but I definitely agree with the opposite. Oh, who said that? Um, uh, who said that? Um, Aliens, uh, Blade Runner. Um, the director? Yeah. Scott, uh, Ridley, Ridley, uh, Ridley Scott. Scott? Yeah, yeah, I think he said that. He was like, you know, most for like, the soundtrack is good. If you don't, he's like, but I completely disagree if, if the soundtrack is great, it's something that you will it will catch your attention. It's something that you will notice, and I definitely agree with that. I mean, I- iconic you know music um, movie soundtracks mm-hmm. like, like Jaws, Star Wars, you know, they're all so iconic. You can just sing it, right? Tune, yep. sing the tune. Just like, like, you hear like a little, like you just hear psycho. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just hear like a second of it, and you already know. You know what it is. Calls to your memory. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think a good good soundtrack is one that plays to the movie mm-hmm. not necessarily i think that's what he's kind of trying to get at maybe sure where like it's so embedded in the in the character of the movie that mm-hmm. maybe it you don't character. really notice <laughs> it in that sense sure. where like it's not like why is this in there kind of thing right <laughs> that would be bad soundtrack maybe but maybe what he's trying to say is like something that's so so like part of it mm. part of the film that it's so just like, kind of for me it's like 
I don't know if you experience when you watch movies, like if the soundtrack does it right, it could be a score or even just like a certain song that plays along with yeah. it. It's like you you watch the scene and like the client and like maybe it's a climax or whatever, and like the scene plays and it's like it, the scene itself, like everything that you're watching is like exciting. You're like on your toes and like you know it's gonna be explosive moment. But then, like, the song or the soundtrack plays, and then that's the fact that you're like, oh, my God, you're like, this is it. Like, yeah. that's, like once the music plays, the hype. Like, yeah, that's when you're, like, you explode yeah. with, like, feeling. But there's also the, I think, some bad use of, of music mm. is when it just plays to the trope yeah, of it. Sure. Like, like, there's certain kind of, like, comedy-like soundtracks where, mm. well... This is more well. What where I've experienced this is a lot in dramas, like mm. especially like Korean dramas. <laughs> like what we, they... make, we make fun of <sighs> Korean dramas for playing the same one or two songs for an entire thirty episodes. Yeah, but like the thing is, like what I hate about it is like even like even like moments where like mm. the the soundtrack what it does is like. It's like nudging you to laugh sometimes, like the com like yeah. comedy bits where it's like it's nudging you to laugh. Like it has that like like silly kind of like sure. jingle or whatever, and like it's just like it's just trying to produce something there where the story or the the characters is supposed to do, mm -hmm. but the music is trying to carry that. And yeah. I don't like that use of music. It feels just like cheap. Yeah, you say that a lot too, and it's like abrupt. I I do know like I I kind of get memories too. Like it, the it can the scene could start out like one way like as a drama or something yeah. and as soon as that comedy relief moment hits that music like, the music switches in, and, and like, then you're just that, like it's like a complete like one eighty tone yeah. shift it's like all right now we're just here to play off the comedy like yeah. it's really trying to punch you in the face and, and it's 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 just like it kind of uh, I feel like it it's kind of disre disrespectful to the audience <laughs> where it's just like hey it's time to laugh now. Yeah. Like music, right? Laugh it's track. not. It's not like. It's not like. Oh, the story is making me laugh, or like. Mm. Oh, the situation is really making me laugh. But like, it feels like the story. Mm. Like it's. It feels like the the music is telling me, "Hey, laugh right now." Yeah. Like it's kind of like the laugh tracks in in like exactly. sitcoms. Like listen, like if you essentially that's what it is, it, just it, in a soundtrack is. version. It's just a drama dramatized version of it, mm -hmm. right? And I just I hate that. <laughs> And yeah, it just annoys me. Shots fired to every Korean <laughs> drama. No, I mean some Korean dramas don't do that, and I tend to like those more, obviously. But but yeah, a lot of dramas do that. But it's like we've digressed. <laughs> we've digressed a lot. We, we've Sorry, a lot. this We're is not even. This is a different <laughs> topic, bro. What do you know? Who? 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 Dramas? What? Dramas, huh? Murders? Remember who we are from like what depressing? Like who? What? What soundtracks? Women being raped and what? Huh? I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's right go now. back. Let's go back. Back to depressing. Sorry. Land. Bring the tears back. Bring it. But yeah, that's like it's the direct opposite of kind of what we like about this movie. It's like you know the the comedy that it plays. It's something that's it's unintentional comedy. Whereas like you know with dramas and things, it's it's obviously like here you go. This is. This is a laughing moment if you didn't know. Right, the situation carries <laughs> carries the this scene. So it's like But also the soundtrack for the, for um mm. Memories of Murder. The very beginning when you kind of see the title card of right. it yeah. and you hear the music, it's it's a it's great because it invokes this um mood of like just um yearning and sadness, I feel like. Yeah. That encapsulates mm. what it's about. 
like yeah. what that story is about. It's very consistent. I feel like the whole movie is definitely consistent with yeah. tonally wise and um everything plays to um to that consistency. As far for this movie, actually, I would say this is a soundtrack that I didn't really notice in a positive way of like it just plays along with it, it so well. Really well, yeah. Yeah, it, in a way that it's supposed to be subtle and like there's no like you know those high notes or like that orchestra comes out in like some dramatic moment. Like no, it just stays very low and it plays to that yearning and it wor- subtlety. It's most prevalent in the beginning and at the, at the end. Yeah, that, I would say yeah. And then within, everything in the middle is you don't really notice it too not much, at all. right? Definitely within the title card, and then by the time the credits rolled, it, yeah, it, when, was, when it was definitely gets, out there. Yeah. So there wasn't much that I found on the internet for this movie. Um, we were kind of talking um, off air that it's most likely because this movie's a little older. Grin's movie weren't so prevalent around 03. Um, so it doesn't really shock me too much. Yeah. And there's not a lot that you could, I guess, question about the movie. Per se, I mean, the ending is a little ambiguous, but um, I mean, my interpretation of like the film was like the whole point was there was never going to be somebody get caught. Do you think the last guy was a killer or no? I don't know. I don't think I had a definitive answer by the by the time I got there. I was just there for the ride a bit. And. I mean, I'm familiar with, like, you know, the kind of the genre feel. So, it was, I don't know. I, I didn't really have an answer. And I just felt like the point was they weren't going to get to the bottom of it at the end of the day. And it was just that they got so worked up and dove so deep into it that, I mean, we just yearned and wanted it to be. But the fact remains, it's like we're just not going to get to the bottom of it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Even, like, all those years later when he comes back, when she's like, you know, it's, oh, well, it's like, she was like, it could be, it was just a normal guy. Like, his face was yeah, ordinary when he looked at it. his face was ordinary. Yeah, and it was like, the killer could have been anybody, really. Like, and that was kind of the whole, one of the the motifs in the film. is like, they've convicted, like, three people. And then, and it could have been any one of them. There were cases, certainly, that it could have been. Yeah. And things that, like, pulled you in and you were like, oh, yeah, it could be this character for this reason. I was like, oh, can it be him for this reason? And then, like, even at the end, you felt so strongly about him that you still don't have any hard evidence yeah. still. So. Especially when the documents yeah, when said, I came. you know, it's not. <laughs> it was in English, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then the park was like, I can't read this. And I was like, okay, good, okay. Whew. <laughs> like, so you gave it to the, the other guy. I think one thing was, for me, was we never got an answer for why Seoul volunteered for that case like why was he there that was not something that was answered mm-hmm. at all or even visited really yeah it was literally like oh he's he came to this case and he willingly wanted to do it probably because it's irrelevant when you give up soul to come here like was it one of those things where you messed up so bad in soul that your division was like you know what get the fuck out of our sights like <laughs> maybe but i, I think maybe i think off. from the from the looks of it, from how he behaves, sure. I think he wanted to be there. Where, mm. like, he wanted to solve this case. It seemed that way, right? Yeah. But it's like, he had no way of knowing, though. That, I, mean, I mean, that it was going to be like that? I don't know. I think I think maybe he thought it was an interesting case, mm. maybe. Because he saw, like, how the, the girls weird, were murdered yeah. and stuff. The, the way, yeah. It. And, you know, it's an, you know, if you're a detective, you, you kind sure. of maybe drawn to those kind of things. But there was nothing, like about his personal life or like we that he gave 
like as a character or like him personally that alluded to that that it was like this is something i wanted to be mm-hmm. in he just kind of did it yeah he's at, very between his character again like playing those cards close, close to, his, to chest, his chest yeah even for the audience yeah. like we don't really know don't his know true what, intentions right right so it's like for that i it was an obvious disconnect mm. and it's not something that was answered and it's even like how much of a main character was he? Because it's not somebody that we saw at the end of the movie either. Yeah, like we just, went back to park. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's out there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, that's just one thing that bothered me. It's like we spent mm. so much time with this character and then we even go out to like seek him out independently, like even when he's like stalking uh, the one guy, the yeah. last guy. But at the end, it's like we don't, it doesn't really pay off. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed like he was there to, I don't want to say that he was there to further the plot, but in a way that like we didn't connect with him that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the protagonist would be Detective Park. Yeah. Because we got all that with him right. for sure. But I don't just bother this because at the end, it's like Park wasn't as quote unquote dedicated as he was, you know, right. like it didn't feel. So I don't know. But I mean, it is Park's story. Yeah. You know, if you really, really look at it. Yeah. Because the beginning I mean, it's just and his the hometown. end, yeah, yeah it's, it's his hometown. Story. When you look at the beginning and the end, they kind of, you know, it's just like ends in a, the same. It's a choice spot. of characters. Like Bong Joon Ho, this chose that we follow through him. Yeah, when it feels like you'd ideally go with So. But I think it kind of works because Park is somebody who is more relatable as the audience. Mm. When you sure right because as the audience when you're watching it, you're kind of like Park where you're watching it, you're like. Oh, I can read these people too, right? Like I can see, yeah. you know, that moment where um, I think one of the uh, older detectives or whatever, he's talking to Park and mm-hmm. he's like in his little book. And then he says, let's make a bet. Like it, there's these two guys who's sitting there and oh, one's a yeah, rapist yeah, yeah. and one's the brother of the sister who got yeah. raped. And if you can who figure can out, I think that moment when you're watching it as an audience, you're also looking at me like, I know who it him. is. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, you're like, I know who I, I can figure it out. Right. Like, I think that kind of things kind of also play into the character of Park and kind of the character that we also kind of, mm. you know, are drawn to. And so, like, as we're going through the story we become even more invested like Park. Mm-hmm. And we kind of embody Park in that sense, right? Yeah, I think that's a very good point too. I'm convinced now. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah, because he, we watch him and then well, the way I saw that scene was like, I mean, we watch him, watch them with that intent and we make our own assumptions about them just yeah. as he, we do. We, we take on his ideology. Then right. we take on that he can, we, we have a sense of who did it. And everyone kind of has them. that in them, right? right Where right. we already think we already know. But again, it's like logic over heart yeah. kind of thing. Or like, yeah. you know, your mind over, you know, Just, reason yeah. sort of feeling. Uh, I mean, for me, the way I saw it was like... I don't know. I just, I just like kept looking at Park more than them. Like, no, I get it. I get it. Because he's the more rational BS. one, and he's the mm. more he's the one where you kind of trust sure. to make the right choice in a certain sense, right? You kind of trust him to do the right thing. You kind of trust him to know the answers. Right. You kind of trust him to understand, like, go by the the mm. logics and the facts and the evidence. But then, like, as you know, the movie progresses, you realize, like, even him, he can't. You know, figure it out yeah, just with it out, so. evidence and the facts. And, like, he also succumbs to his own emotions and his own instincts. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's funny. This movie is... <laughs> going back to, like, what you said is... Ultimately, this movie is just... Tell us about human nature. 
yeah. and like fundamentally and you know talking when it comes to life and death and it's also like what is that i don't know i forgot the name of that test but it's like that personality test of like kind of who you are i feel like that movie is that in a way we, we have these two different characters one's again is more logistic and goes by uh, rationality, the facts, rationality one's emotional one's more emotional and one's more instinct and one's yeah. more feeling based and if those are kind of like the two lines of like i guess you could just say humans like what we kind of follow yeah where we fall into and it's like the person that you pick is more in line with who you are yeah sort of thing and then you know as you go on mm-hmm. it on on this ride you realize those two people aren't too different, different from yeah. each other as you thought they might have been mm-hmm. at the end right it's, yeah because that line crosses it yeah. gets blurred at the end and it gets blurred each one take up the other yeah. so and kind of you know park kind of becomes more rational in the sense that he just doesn't kill the dude just because he thinks right. he's you know the Guilty, guy yeah yeah because even at the end i mean he didn't he doesn't kill like as bad as he was and you know torturing anybody and wanted to frame people like he yeah. didn't go to the extent of wanting to kill them or right well the or, reason like, yeah and the reason why he was doing that was not necessarily because he you know hated them or had exactly. malice. He just, he just wanted to f- figure out the case. He just wanted yeah. like the case to be done with, you know? He wanted it out of them. Yeah. Really. He was just like, this is it. This yeah. Is, so, uh-huh. See, we're good at this. <laughs> we're good at this. Uh-huh. Um, so, I failed to mention this too on my outline, but it was funny that, that I saw this being brought up, that it was like, um, the Detective Park's colleague the, like the close friend when yeah. he was, when he got hit in the leg yeah and he got tetanus and he got tetanus and he had to amputate his yeah. leg it was just like the universe smiting down on him right he tortured people by with kicking that them that foot right that, foot. that leg that's something that didn't like hit me until i, I, was, like, I really like that kind of uh sense of uh just uh retribution yeah yeah, yeah. that kind of happened the sense of justice there mm. that ironic sense of justice where you know he has to chop off his leg because you know of what he's of what he's done. He's paying what he's for been his sins. Doing, yeah, <laughs> kind of a little. Yeah, in a way, for me, it, it didn't. I mean, it didn't really seem random because I mean, the scenes kind of followed, and it was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Why he's got to cut it off? But I didn't make that connection until like mm. at the end, and I was like, oh, yeah. There's that. What is that circle we we're talking about? Yeah, that story yeah, circle. The like, arc. The that arc kind of gets completed. So I was like, oh, that's the bow. Yeah. that poor sucker's eyes in the bed yeah. <laughs> yeah but you, you kind of feel for him too right yeah, like, it's like you know you don't i don't think he deserved tetanus like i don't think he deserved oh i don't know maybe something so su- i think it was just like the impact it was like you see it and then you're like you know he's he's drunk he basically he basically yeah. i mean he doesn't lose his job he got, he, but he loses basically his pur- yeah basically he, he loses yeah. his purpose for the whole time and then you're like but you kind of feel in a way it depends on what side you take, but you feel like it's like, ah, that's what you get kind of thing. Especially yeah. like he tried to beat up a woman in the bar. But you don't want anyone to get amputated. That's yeah. It's like, but then the impact that it has at yeah. the end, you're like, oh, that's huge. Like, right. okay, wait, that's. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you caught it because mm. um, I don't know if this is a more nuanced thing, but like, or maybe you just didn't catch it because mm. you were reading the subtitles. But like in the beginning when he f- first gets introduced, okay, like, you know, um, Park, um, Detective Park's sitting down with a uh, Kwang Ho. Yeah. And he's like talking and, like, and then like he's talking about He's like, he's who, a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Like he had problems when he's he was like, younger. And, like, yeah, he could get a little fired up if yeah, you let him. Yeah, right, right, right. And and that part I think kind of made me feel for him a little bit more because mm. it kind of, like it's it, he, I think Pung Juno does a really good job of uh, kind of 
bringing in the backstory and making it imagine what he could have what what he went through uh-huh. by just kind of t- hinting at those things and sure. like through his actions maybe you can see like why he's so aggressive and why he's such a bully maybe he was bullied when he was younger and sure. like that moment when he's sitting down with uh detective park like there's the cars and like mm-hmm. um so um detective so is like in the field he's like searching for the body yeah and they're they're just talking to each other about Playing like the game. yeah the little game and the universe they're talking about university and college and like mm-hmm. you know getting laid or whatever and like yeah you can kind of see like he doesn't he's He's a very simple dude, right? He's not... 100%. And that's, I think, why the way that he acts, too, is just very simple. Like, mm. I guess going back, like, primitive. Yeah, primitive. Yeah. yeah. Like, like to to get to B, I have to do A. And A is kicking somebody. Exactly. And, and getting it out of him by beating him up. Like, that's just his, mm-hmm. his modus operandi, right? And it's funny because, I mean, that ultimately what overtakes him when he kicks the last guy. Yeah. And, like, that's what he gets in trouble right. for. But that's all he kind of knows and all he's good for. So, so. Like, like, he's a character that, like, you can hate. But yeah. also, I just kind of, like, in the back, I kind of pity him. Where, like, for it's sure. just, like... Well, yeah. it's funny because this... I find myself sympathizing him, sympathizing with him when they went back to... So, after they let... um, What was his name? The kid... Kwang Ho, yeah. when, when they, after they released Kwang Ho, after some time, they went back to the bar and he came down, they bought him the shoes. Yeah. He's like, he Nikes, it's like, it's nice. And he's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tries to like embrace Yeah, Kwang he's Ho. like, here, have a, he's like, have a drink and he's like patting his head and he's like, I just want to let you know. He's like, you don't have to be scared of me when you see me in the street. Yeah. yeah. It's like, cause I care about you. I kicked you because I cared about yeah. you. <laughs> which is absurd, but you know. <laughs> which is absurd. But in, in that way, it's like, you can kind of see history you know like his past and like right, that's it's his way of kind of life kind of thing right right and it's like okay maybe that's something that he relates to in a way yeah. like maybe he was bullied you know yeah. so it's a good point that you made so it's kind of funny so even like the, even like the sub characters there's a lot of nuance there like there you know, is there's things that you don't you can kind of pick up but mm. interesting characters yeah. i think yeah these characters are definitely one of my favorite things like they, they feel so, like humans right right I feel like they belong there yeah. and, and very much too natural because yeah. it is like it takes place in a small town and where things are different compared to a city life or like what Seoul is used to yeah. when he goes through and, and he uh, Park mentions he's like you know this is the country is like this isn't like you know he asks him he's like is this something that you see in Seoul when they find yeah, a yeah, he's yeah. like never yeah. it's like he continually brings up he's like this is the country it's like this is not how we do things yeah he, yeah he, yeah he thinks he has a leg up on so he's like you don't know these people you don't know this town like yeah i know i know this place like the back of my hand kind of thing so when he's so smart and bong Bong joon ho is so smart with keeping those traits and like being consistent and then playing that to its strengths Mm -hmm. all the way so one of the final things is like our little checklist (laughs) did you enjoy it I think Definitely. if you listen to us for three hours, yeah, you can tell that we. I've said one bad thing. I wonder what happen, What it. will happen if we go to a film that we didn't like? I I can't wait. And just the amount of <laughs> like ranting that we could do. I can't this outline? My outline, by the way, it'll is, be longer. It's like one page and like a quarter of another. I bet you that day it's gonna be like ten days. It's gonna be like me pausing. This is wrong. This is wrong. I didn't like this. I didn't like. This. I'm gonna pause like every ten minutes just to like read my note. And be like, oh. okay, guys, what I really hate, like word for word. 
And there's so many bad. I have seen so many Asian movies. There's so bad. many bad ones that like I just want to address mm. and yell at the filmmakers and be like, "How could you waste my my precious time?" Every film is a learning opportunity. Yeah, no, I've been there. I'm doing still the opposite there. of what they did sometimes. <laughs> I know what it's like to be a bad filmmaker. It's okay. Um. So yeah, well, going back to that checklist, so like one, did you re-enjoy it? Obviously. Two, was there substance? I think we talked more substance than like about the actual, film. yeah, <laughs> about the actual film here. So many layers. I think that's like ultimately this film yeah. just has so many different layers. And Bong Joon Ho is so good at that as well. I'm very interested to when we watch Okja again because I I watched it once and it's just like such an odd movie to me when I watched it. I I think I watched part of it and I stopped watching it. Mm. Yeah, so you were dis- when I go, disappointed. Like, no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think I was as invested in it for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. It's at, Maybe it's because it was Netflix. I was be. just watching it on Netflix and could it was be. like, you know, I don't, it was just so absurd. I think, like, I, obviously, I have more of an appreciation for Bong Joon Ho now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know his name now. I didn't really know him then. Um, so it's very interesting for me to if I change my opinion about that film and cool. see what like more like, <laughs> cause like subtext in Okja are like, what <laughs> for me? Oh. Like I, the, the movie was just so out there for me. That's yeah. like maybe about like the, some of the obvious stuff in your face. It's like, you know, food and like GMOs kind of thing yeah, or like whatever. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah. Which may, goes back to like, he's very like timely. Veganism and stuff like veganism, that. Veganism, that kind of thing. And it's, that was funny because it's, that's when it was released. I think it was very prominent in its time as well. Yeah, I think so. So, We'll get there. We're getting higher of those. And then, so three, we kind of mentioned last time was like the full circle, but uh, it's not something I want to go back to. Really, uh, it's, this one too. This yeah. one does. So you can mention. Um, But most importantly, I think it's like, obviously, is this a movie that we recommend? The purpose of this podcast. I would, who, who would you, I would, would we recommend it? Yes, it's a great film, but who would you recommend it to? I would. Well, I would recommend it to any person who's interested in watching a good film. Mm. But I think specifically, I would definitely recommend this film to people who love like crime. Yeah. Like, you know, serial killer stuff Mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, if you like drama in general, watch this. If you like David Venture, definitely go watch this. Yeah. Uh, But I would recommend this to anybody as well because it is just a good story it's a yeah. little slow it's a little sure. slow and sometimes like i could see certain people kind of being dissuaded by the sure. the, the kind of setting and mm. maybe the characters yeah just because like it takes a little while to maybe kind of really like kind of focus into it and be yeah. like okay so what's going on in this story mm. because of like like we said the barrier of the subtitles maybe yeah. the barrier of just being a foreign film but once you kind of get past that and kind of look into what the movie is just basically about, yeah, I think people would really be invested in knowing about, you know, like another kind of film about serial murders. And I was trying to find a point that I was making here, sorry. But like, because that was one of the points that I wrote was like, even though this film isn't, this is definitely not the most quote unquote exciting film. It's a slow burn. It's I a think. slow burn, but it's certainly a damn good one. It's a slow yeah. burn. But it's shocking, kind of. In, yeah. In its own if you right. stay with it on the ride, um, I think gradually you'll end up getting more hooked and more, because it does pick up pace. It's a little slow in the start, but it picks up pace because again, there's so many murders that happen in yeah. the movie. It keeps that train going. It does. And you're like, 
you watch it and then you find out more about this is a spoiler yeah we're, we're talking more about spoilers but like when you know they figure out that like when the music plays um and then it starts to rain that's when they're gonna find a body yeah and but those that's not something that you really find out to like the third murder yeah and so but but after that point i think that's when it really starts getting up because every time it happens like then you're in tension and then you're on your toe and you're like what are they gonna do next like how are they gonna do it what are yeah. they gonna prevent but like up until then, there's the frequency of that thriller element and that tension is always there and it ramps up throughout. So I think if you stick with it, you can definitely get the thrill out of that movie. And there's a definite climax. And there's oh yeah, there's a and the ending's great. I love the ending. Mm-hmm. I love how he ended it. It's one of those things that's like there's like that climax. I think would you say the climax is when they finally figure out the connection of when they're gonna find a body and then when the music plays like the the lady plays and they're like it's playing and they're like it's gonna be tonight and then they start fighting yeah and then they miss out on their murder because yeah, they I were think fighting that's the climax, I, would, yeah. I would think that's the climax the moment where you know they're so invested in fighting each other that they, mm-hmm. that they miss it that out. moment yeah but as well it's like and the, and the moment when he snaps because he sees that little girl is the one that died yeah yeah, yeah. that's the moment the, the climax where like he breaks and that's when he's like, that's the turning point for him. Yeah, where he's like, that's the turning point for him. Goodbye, reason. Yeah. <laughs> the train has left the station. She was just kind of, you know, for him, it's just such an innocent girl that. Yeah, somebody that he connected with. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of got connected you. with. But even like till then, it doesn't like climax and go down. Like the it third act, up, yeah. it keeps going up. But like <laughs> the very end is like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Are they going to shoot him? And technically he does shoot him, just misses. Yeah. So. Even the chain scene, yeah, where uh, you know he gets hit by the chain. Oh yeah, and you wonder is he gonna get is the other suspect gonna get hit by a train? Because mm. they're in the same like chain area. Yeah, that was kind of random for me. I was like, well, not like yeah. random, but yeah, definitely shocking. I was like, oh damn, yeah, <laughs> poor guy. I was like, like dude, why can't you get up there faster? You're like <laughs> exactly. crawling up the damn hill. But I did make the point too. Like everybody falls down the hill. It's like it's hard to go up the the rice paddy kind of thing poor guy but how did he get up there so fast <laughs> he's like <laughs> yeah i mean a lot to love yeah. there's a lot of a lot to a lot of shocking moments you just gotta you just gotta stick with it we spoiled everything if you haven't watched the movie but we gave you a chance yeah you we tell you a week ahead with us <laughs> You're supposed to be on the ride um, we'll have the title of the movie on our title of the podcast yeah the so just watch it and then wa- and then listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously yeah 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 we'll have you like, should you should have a disclaimer or whatever or something like i guess always watch the film first before you listen is, to our podcast unless you want it okay being spoiled this is what's gonna happen right i'm gonna have the title of like because we're doing like quote-unquote seasons or different like yeah. s- topics and then followed by the movie that we're covering for that episode. And in the description, I'll have I'll have a disclaimer. Fine. There's like spoilers ahead or whatever. Like, please watch the last film. Then I'll have like obviously a regular synopsis of what we talk about. And then I will have a fact check section because yeah. we're not smart people. We or you're dumb. We spoil like you're stupid. No I'm kidding. We spoil the movie before too. So oh, you're yeah, gonna get, have to yeah. watch everything, man. You have to watch Parasite and you have to watch Oh, oh my god, you got a slow burn. If you catch us in like episode ten, you got nine to go, buddy. Okay, well, this is the good thing about segments too though. 
four seasons is because you don't have to like jump in right like right, if right. you start a new season like yeah you can just jump. Do start a new director or whatever yeah then you can um, go on it but if you're like ooh, i kind of like what they're doing these five episodes and you haven't jumped in well you started at four you're gonna <laughs> get spoiled about everything before unless you've already seen the movies then you know that's whatever yeah, but just so you know so yeah but i'll have like a fact check and then i'll have the movies that we're gonna cover for the next episode too so like you know the next movie next week will be blah 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 so what is the next movie? What next is the next? Week? So I mean, I guess it makes sense for what about, mother, uh, right? Mother, yeah, mother. And just go up. We just go up. You don't want to do the very first film. The very first one. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched it either, but I don't know if it'll be too interesting. Okay, I mean, I watch it on my free time. But what is mother about anyway? Huh. Mother is about a, a child and a mom. A mom, obviously a mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a dad. It's about like a uh, dis uh, disabled kid or. Uh, Mentally. Oh, I just realized I don't have uh, Mentally, uh. Challenged? Challenged kid, yeah. Mm. Mother Teresa. What? Oh, it's a drama, too. Oh, that's what I was going to mention. Um. You should watch. Have you watched or heard of Signal? It's a drama. Green drama. drama. Yeah, I watched it. You watched it? Yeah. Maybe talk about it. That is based on the same murders. Yeah. Yeah. Super great. These these um, murders too. That's actually, I think that's my favorite Korean Korean drama. Really? Because when I, it's funny, I watched. I remember, I was looking for a Korean movie to watch uh, online, and then I found Signal, and I thought it was a movie, and I watched the first episode, and the episodes are longer, like an hour, but yeah. the pilot is like a little over an hour, probably. Yeah, so it's pretty long. And then it, and I was like, and it's funny because it plays out like a movie. Like it's got it all three acts and everything. And then the ending comes and then it's like alludes to more episodes. And you and keep I was getting like, hooked, right? I was like, the next I one. I thought I was done. Damn, I need to watch the next one. <laughs> and, I looked at, and I looked over, it's like 10 more episodes. I was like, I don't know if I'm happy or I'm like, like, yeah, I've got a I really enjoyed that, that series too. Apparently they made a Japanese version too. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know. Of it. I'm not a fan of like remakes. I love Japanese stuff, but you gotta lay off the boots, man. The reboots. <laughs> the reboots. Like yeah. Koreans do it with Chinese stuff too though. Mm-hmm. I mean Koreans do it with Chinese stuff, Chinese do it with Korean stuff, Japanese do it with Korean stuff, Koreans do it with Japanese Sometimes stuff. Sometimes it's good. I think one time if I don't know, see you gotta you can't tell me. Yeah. Like yeah, it'd yeah. be like watch the show and then don't tell me it's a reboot yeah, of yeah, a yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good. Um I don't know if you know um Stranger. It's on Netflix too. Mm, it's a Korean it sounds one. familiar. It's about um, it's about hospitals and okay. like the thing going on about doctors and hospitals. And gotcha. Wait, wait, no, no, no. That one is life. Uh-huh. Um, the one that is about hospitals. Stranger is about like a prosecutor and a and mm. like crime related things too. Gotcha, gotcha. Stranger, yeah. Take Those are at, good. Is it like time travel? <laughs> like Stranger and Life is um the same um writer, which is why. Um. And what I like about it is it's not like the other dramas where it's like <laughs> laugh track cue. <laughs> it's not like that. It's actually driven by story, so that's why I like it. Signal and is character. Like, Signal is great too, and it's consistent with the storytelling. And every episode is a yeah. thrill. Every episode is a thrill. Yeah. Yeah, but in the ending, by the end of it, I was like, "This was great." Yeah, by the end of it, I was like, "I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna end it." Because mm. I just felt like it did feel like it would go on for forever or did. something. Like really somehow did. it's good because it, you just keep on connecting and connecting and connecting. Yeah. You just wonder like, how's this gonna end? Uh, honestly, I was like, after I watched the pilot, I was like, how did they make this gonna be more? I'm yeah. Like I thought I was done. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's like oh it's only like because the first episode was like it wasn't even about the real story it was no. like it was actually just like a random setup. case it was a yeah, setup kind of like a setup yeah i was like what? <laughs> it was good though all right so mother according to giggle mother 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 you guys can Incredible. watch it on voodoo <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> a widow resides with her mentally challenged son in a small Korean town where she uh, scrapes out living, oh, scrapes out a living selling medis, medicinal, medicinal herbs. Guys, my English is terrible. And English is my first language. Yeah, bro. Come on. <laughs> What's your first language, Lee? Korean. But I mean, I lived in America longer. I was gonna say because I was like, I know you were. I mean, you were born. I came there. when I was five. Right. So, so definitely. Ameri- I guess that's a. But did, American. American is my first language. American. You know, American, not English. Not American. English. American. I speak hard American. Yeah, bro. <laughs> American. I'm bad at American. So yeah, I'm just so confused with my ethnicities. That's like English. Pick a different. But it's funny. I think I'm kind of like I suck at both languages, man. You're disappointed, everybody. Like I, I listened to myself before, and I'm just like, dang, dude, come on, you can do better than that. Anyway, so the mother and the son are plunged into a nightmare when the body of a murdered young girl is discovered. I mean, is this mother? This certainly sounds like what we just watched. Uh, circumstantial evidence indicates the son's involvement and he becomes the prime suspect during a sloppy police investigation. This is exactly what we just thought. This is the first act of Memories of Murder. Uh, maybe. This is the, this is the, this is the version where the, what's his name? God dang it. Guangho? Guangho yeah. actually committed the murder. <laughs> this is like, he's not, he's not mentally disabled. He's, he's faking it. Have you ever seen The Usual Suspects? Yes. It's it's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for spoiling that one. You said you watched it. No, I mean the people who... Oh, who come on, guys. That movie came out in like early 2000s, late 90s. Let's get with the program. doesn't matter. You're spoiling everything for us, man. This First of all, this is the wrong podcast. If you... This is a spoiler full <laughs> podcast. Full. I'm going to put that in big, bold capital letters. <laughs> spoiler fold including other materials such as yeah anything <laughs> anything goes. anything goes nothing is safe uh betrayed by the legal system the mother takes the law into her own hands to clear her son's name so it's like all right i'm gonna pitch this movie to you you ready so this is like bong joon ho's first breakout film but starring keanu reeves <laughs> as the mother <laughs> To kick ass and take names to anybody who tries her son. <laughs> what yeah. about taking yeah. Liam Neeson? Yeah. Well, we prefer Keanu Reeves, so <laughs> this is why I didn't do Liam Neeson. I see. You see? Uh-huh. You guys, you should watch it. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, so uh, watch Mother for next week. So thank you guys for listening to Getting Past the Subtitles. I have trouble remembering that because we just came up with that like today. <laughs> uh, again, my name is Sean Peel and, and I am accompanied by DK Lee. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Please watch Mother is what we'll be covering. Um, and if you haven't seen Parasite, you've been living under a rock. So go see that as well. Or Memories of Murder. Or Memories of Murder. Well, I, I don't blame you. I was under a rock. Right. I was Patrick the star. <laughs> but now 
I am Sandy in a glass <laughs> in a glass cage. <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>